Well, Roosters fans, this week we sadly lost a great rooster, a junior rugby league player, an aspiring representative player, a 52-year-old Bronny board-riding local, and Silky, someone was close to our heart. And we want to dedicate this episode of Roosters Radio to a great friend and to a great Eastern Suburbs Roosters fan and a great family man and to his daughter, Bailey, and his entire family. We dedicate this show to you, Shane Norris. Well, Roosters fans, while two of our greatest rivals were having a sleepover at Uncle Nick's house at Allianz Stadium, well, we were playing the early game up at Cogra Jubilee. A spirit of dragons, that's right, they dumped their coach last week. Beware the interim coach, as said by co-host Cooper Silk, this time last week on Roosters Radio. Well, didn't that turn out to be true? Kiri, brilliant. Tedesco, brilliant, but that wasn't enough to bring home the chocolates. Well, Guy ran over the line and scored the try, and Lomax put the icing on the cake, putting two points and kicking us in the guts as Roosters fans. Well, it's Dragons 24, Roosters 22. There's a question from the fans. Robbo, what you going to do? Silky, welcome this week to Roosters Radio. Lots to talk about, and what a game it was in the second half. We were so hopeful, and I will say it was heartbreaking. It sure was, Bush. Good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio. But look, Bush, let's go back to the start, the first half. Once Mm. again, our boys unable to cross the try line. Uh, It would have been a concern for Coach Robinson, but I have to say it was a very much spirited comeback in the second half, albeit not enough in the end. Uh, There was a few positives to take away, but if we just uh, address probably the elephant in the room, Bush, the handling errors that crucified us throughout that match. A lot of our fans are critical of, of our completions, uh, 70% once again, but they were costly uh, handling errors in and around the ruck, which really bit us on the bum. Look, if we're honest and we're being very honest, we're getting to a point, Silky, where Coach Robinson, this is a big challenge for us as a club, for our playing group and for our coaching group. We always say we're the armchair critics and the fans, but we like to add our little flavour. That's what Roosters Radio is about. I'll tell you what else they're really worried about, 28 missed tackles. This, that, according to the ex- you watch it on Fox, on other games, on our own game. They call that attitude. You know, we've talked to our coach last week about what they need to do. They're back at the drawing board. They've still got our full support, but people are asking questions. I'll give you one. Okay, besides the 70% completion, 28 missed tackles and 12 errors, you know, there was some positives out of it, but there's some also some negatives. The cheese, well, he won't be, uh, he won't be seen for eight weeks at dummy half. And I must say to you, that's going to cost us, you know, in the playing group. We didn't see Matt Lodge come back on in the second half. I don't know if he's carrying much of an injury. We'll, we'll get some information 
some other, but the recording of this podcast, we're not up to date. We've got to buy, but the Roosters have got to go away and do some serious work. We've lost Radley for three weeks, who's a key player. And I will tell you, you know, Roosters fans are starting to look at our side and what's come out of it from all the feedback I'm getting is, righto, it's time to put Sam Walker back in when he's when he's ready from his leg injury at halfback. Kiri's a natural number six, as we've discussed with lots of fans. Joey Manu, the world's best centre, goes back to being a centre. Maybe we move Joey Sawali to the wing. And obviously, we're looking forward to the return of Daniel Tupu, Teddy at fullback. We want to get Hargroves back in the pack because he, and along with Collins, has been so dynamic this year. And I've got to tell you, that's where I'll start to see a change in our season. Don't forget, we're in a very similar position in 2018. All's not lost. I actually look back at the stat because even I'm starting to go, oh, wow, and I'm a diehard, I'm a true rooster. I'm behind him no matter what. But I will say, we're starting to say as armchair critics, this is what I'd do if I was Robbo. There's lots of that coming at us. And Silky, it's only fair. The fans want to see some results. We don't look like we're playing rooster style of footy. In the first half, we didn't. Second half, we did. So it's 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 a mixed reaction. I couldn't agree more, Bush. Look, Obviously, Robbo must have put the uh, the wind up him in that in the dressing room at halftime because they came out a much improved side. I do want to give a rap to Luke Keary. I thought he was brilliant in the second half. He scored two tries, uh, and I agree with you. I, I just feel like he, he's a natural number six. That's his I, best game, Silky. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but that's his best game uh, at six in, in a long time. He'd admit that his form has been you know, stagnant, and that really, really showed. He went back to the Keary that we know. Well, he was playing eyes-up football. I suppose because he's getting support from Drew Hutchison at the seven, he could play the natural six game. Obviously, Teddy, I thought, was great from the back. I think he went for 200-plus running metres, obviously scored that amazing try. But, Bush, the bloke I want to give a rap to is Nathan Brown. Look, we were in New Zealand, watched him play in reserve grade against the Warriors, and he was head and shoulders above he was. anyone else on the field that day. And I said to you that day, I said, mate, he's ready for to come back to first grade. Uh, I thought he w- was one of our best players. He, he set up that try with that inside ball to mm-hmm. Teddy that Keery mm-hmm. scored his first try. Uh, he runs off the back fence. He's got a bit of mongrel in him. He, he took that early shot when he first came on. You know, he had the crazy eyes there. But, uh, look, I just liked what I, I saw from Nathan Brown, and I think he'll be the perfect fill-in for, for Radley Wallies, uh, having a spell on the sidelines. We can't escape the fact, though, Bush, that that's three losses in a row. And I think, as a Roosters fan, I know the uh, the players are up in camp this week. I, I think it's a very opportune time for them to kind of scale things back, watch a lot of tape, and, and see what's going wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I think the fact that we got the bike couldn't have come at a better time because players need to reset. You know, I mean, look, we're sitting there from the outside looking in. They're from the inside looking out. And I think this time of year, you know, with Origin, we're missing Teddy, our leader. And uh, we, Lindsay Collins. We're missing Lindsay Collins, who's our forward leader. So it gives the uh, the other boys in camp a chance to take stock of where we're at and where we need to be. And it gives Coach Robinson that little bit of extra time where you haven't got that time pressure, short turnarounds, all the things. We've been through a really big period, but so have other clubs. There's no excuse for it, but it is a fact that we've had a lot of footy in a short space of time. So this is the reset we probably need to stop, breathe, take stock, re-strategize, get back to playing Roosters footy and get out there and put 1-17 to on the field that fans want to see and play the type of footy they want to see. Bush, one thing I will say, just off the back of the performance, particularly in the first half, because it was night and day that the the performances between the, the two halves, but the errors that we're seeing are, are really... Uncharacteristic. Um, yeah, but Bush, it's... Like, we spoke to Trent Robinson last week, and he talked about effort. He talked about connection. And I got a better understanding listening mm. to him of what, yep. what, it, what he was actually talking about. 
you know, so I was looking at some of the things like the kick plays, like 28 missed tackles. That's an effort problem. We're yep. falling off tackles, right? Yep. Or we're, we're not getting there. So I, I, I think that there's, um, there'll be some plenty of soul searching amongst the playing group this week, but they're losing games they shouldn't. Let's let's be frank here. You know, we've lost to the Cowboys. Let's the be honest put and put 60 roll. on them. Yep. And, uh, you know, we shouldn't have lost to the Dragons there the other night. It was the last play. Ben Hunt is a great player, but, um, you know, I think we gave him too much credit there last Friday night. Yeah, I agree. We let him run with the ball at Absolutely. a crucial time. Yeah. But, you know, fatigue comes into it, and it's very easy to sit here like we are. One thing I will tell you, I was really, really happy with the second half. And if you look at Coach Robinson and the press conference and fans, if you haven't seen it, have a listen to it. It's calming. And, you know, Paddy, the producer, wants to see Robbo get up, tear his shirt off like the Hulk and rip in. Well, he says, no, I'm not going to be not calm. I'm going to actually, that doesn't solve anything. What I want to do is stay calm, get back to playing Roosters footy. And I think we're on for the ride here. You know, it's week by week now. We're starting to get to the end of the bottle. We need to start, you know, we've been drinking the Kool-Aid. Now we're going to start to see which direction we're going to go. And I think this buy round, um, we're guaranteed two points. That's the good news. But what we do need to do is regroup as a team and get back and actually come out there and play the type of footy that we know we're capable of as we take on the Bulldogs. And don't forget, we're Teddy-less, Lindsay-less, which means, you know, two of our great leaders are going to be missing from the team. So we've got to expect, as Robbo always says, next man up policy. And that's what they do at the Roosters, and that's how we should be doing it. Well, mate, the run home over the next couple of weeks is vitally important over this state of origin period. I mean, we got the Bulldogs up at the Central Coast uh, in a fortnight, followed by Penrith at home. Then we go out to Newcastle. Then we got the Raiders at home. Then Manly. So, so I mean, these next five matches are crucial. And I mean, if we could win all five and just get a real roll on going into the back end of the season, that is a great way to kind of change this season around and change it around. We have to. And, mate, I think you're right. I think we actually have to win the next five. And it's five out of five. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, Robbo talked about the stat last week. We were five and five. Well, this week, we're now six losses and five wins. We need those five wins in a row. And I reckon it's a, a target the playing group can set themselves. It's a target that's also achievable as a club, as a group, and as fans. That's what we want to see and that's what we want to expect. Well, Bush, a man who might have a fair bit to say when it comes to winning the next five matches is our guest after the break. We're going to be talking to Connor Watson. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. G'day, Roosters fans. It's Silky here inviting you all to join me and Bush next Wednesday night, the 31st of May, for State of Origin number one. With plenty of great prizes to give away, including two gold passes to Game 3, we're giving away a VB barbecue... You can throw that in with some VB jugs and giveaways. And, of course, who can forget the $17 Palmy? To book your table, jump on the Clovelly website and join us next Wednesday night at the Clovelly Hotel, your home of sport in the East. Roosters fans, it's a great delight this week on Roosters Radio. Silky, one of our favourites, always available. And I tell you what, can't wait to see him back on the field. Coming to us live from the Griffith Razorbacks, Rugby League Club is none other than the great Connor Watson. Connor, welcome to Roosters Radio. Hello, boys. That was a bit of a tongue twister. Griffith, <laughs> it's a bit hard to say. I've almost um, started a bit on that over the last couple of days. So Thank you for well, noticing. It's, it's the double Fs in Griffith. Yeah. And then it's got the TH at the end, a fifth. 
And if you don't, <laughs> and if you don't say it right, from all the research I've done via underbelly, you might get shot. Well, yeah. Yeah. Imagine those South fans trying to say that. That would be tough eh? oh. <laughs> without any teeth. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> that and trying to get a Steggles Sunday roast into it. Uh. Now we're going to talk. We're going to touch on Steggles in a minute. We, we Bush. sure are. Before we talk about the great work you're doing down there in the Riverina. I want to go back to last week, mate, because you were an integral part of the Roosters Absolutely. Indigenous round, and there's so much to talk about from your foundation, you know, of course, and the Boots for Brighter Futures, but even the training shirt, mate. So you must have been very proud of those young students up there on the Central Coast and what they came up with. Yeah, it was epic. I think I didn't really have an idea of what it actually meant. I'd seen it, uh, and then they sort of said, I knew who'd painted it because Evie, the girl who actually did the shoulder, she's been part of our Boots for Brighter Futures program for a couple of years and her mum's actually on the board of the foundation as well. So it was cool to see her because she's like been terrific for us and just to sort of get recognised, which was really cool. And then, you know, they obviously included my cousin in the artwork at the front, which I was speaking to my auntie about the other day and because the club's not selling them, and there's been so many people asking where they can get them. So I'm trying to get a couple out of the club to give to my auntie and my, my cousin because they sort of want to have it. Obviously, it re- represents their son and brother, which is pretty special to them. So, yeah, no, it was it was cool. You know, it's a great time of the year, this. It's, it's a great round. It's a great initiative by the NRL. And it's, yeah, it's awesome that, you know, the club, well, all clubs are actually doing a great job now. Like every... You know, a few years ago, not every side had a jersey. Everyone's got a jersey. And then, you know, it seems like every team is putting a, you know, a great effort in and sort of saw all over social media, people having or different teams having, you know, different elders in to do presentations and really including the Indigenous community, which is what it's all about. So, yeah, and you know, it was awesome to see. And, mate, on a personal note, obviously the Cultural Choice Association, a not-for-profit that you're involved with, with the, with the rest of your family, your mum, your dad, your brother-in-law involved, and that leads us on to the Boots for Brighter Futures, which is something you've been doing for the past couple of years. For the Roosters fans who mightn't know much about it, mate, do you want to just give us a bit of a background and, and tell the Roosters fans what it's all about? Yeah, so as I was saying, you know, that image that represented my cousin on the front of the training shirt back in 2017, we actually lost my little cousin Parker. Um, unfortunately, he took his life, and you know that became the catalyst for starting the Culture Choice Association. And you know when we were looking at sort of dis- different initiatives and what not to come up with, and you know for our target mission, which is to assist in the prevention of Indigenous youth suicide and its related causes here in Australia, we sort of come up with this concept and it was actually ex-Rooster Aiden Guerra that came up with it for us and that was just by him having a conversation where he asked me to get his boots painted and I thought, you know, that would be pretty cool if I could get his done. He's not an Indigenous man but I just thought it showed like great respect and he really wanted to be included in it as an Australian and I then asked all the boys at Newcastle and they all were keen to get theirs done so... Yeah, basically what happens is we get players to donate their boots, then we go into different community groups, whether it's high schools, uh, we've been in the juvenile detention centres before, um, different just Indigenous community groups. There's one in Newcastle called the Kiranari Hostel, and they've sort of helped us basically from our inception of it. And, yeah, we take these boots from NRL players, take them into these community groups, then deliver mental health and mental resilience workshops. That's the first thing we do. 
then that goes into some cultural teachings where we have some elders, Uncle um, Uncle John and Auntie Beth. They're from out, sort of, they live in Dubbo now and, and they Zoom in or sometimes get to come in in person and, and deliver these programs. And then the kids go in and do the Indigenous art and sort of, you know, it's a way of allowing these kids to open up and express themselves and then also all the other benefits that come with delivering some mental resilience stuff and then cultural stuff, you know, like connection to culture, identity really helps with mental health outcomes for indigenous kids and then you try and give them some tools to deal with tough situations and then that's pretty much how the whole program works and we then the guys the nrl players get the boots go and wear them in indigenous round and then we auctioned them off and yeah we auctioned them off over sort of the weekend and it finished yesterday and i think we raised about i don't know the specific number but it was about twenty three thousand wow. dollars, which is pretty cool so it's unreal mate Connor, yeah. it's a great, great effort. It's just such a great insight. Listen, as Roosters fans, we focus on the footy. And I think the perspective you're giving us here, uh, not only the great work you're doing and the difference you're making as one man, but as you mentioned, you know, Rooster greats and former greats, uh, Aidan Guerra. I know you're playing up at Newcastle, but it's such a great thing to focus on the perspective. When you're talking about losing a cousin, uh, it's so prevalent. As Australians, we're all behind it, Indigenous or not. We're behind each other, not losing any youth to suicide. And it's amazing that you guys are doing such a... Congratulations, mate, because you're doing such a good job. And it lets the fans focus on not last week's loss to the Dragons or getting beat by Penrith. It gives us this perspective that we need. We're all human. We're all touched by these things. And there's some really great things that our players are doing off the field and giving us an opportunity to be involved or get a perspective. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I think... It's important to talk about the fact that I, I don't know if there would be any people or close friends of mine that haven't been affected by suicide in, in some sort of way, whether that's through knowing people that are, you know, have taken life or, you know, been or had mental health issues themselves. So, yeah, it's not just in Indigenous communities. Obviously, it's a big focus of mine because I'm Aboriginal myself. But, you know, as a community in Australia, we should be really focusing on this issue because it's so prevalent in today's society. And the, the, the worst thing is the rates are getting higher and higher for, for all of, you know, Australia and all communities. So it's something that, you know, we as people definitely need to do what we can to help it. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned it. You know, our producer, Paddy, here is so strong. He's got the Turn Up to Talk uh, podcast. He's done some amazing stuff with not just mental health, but suicide prevention. You know, you're coming from that angle. To Silky and I, you guys are young guys. Well, you know, you're not kids, but you're young. And we're so proud of the work that you're doing because generationally, our generation never spoke of it. We, now, we're just touching on our 50s. Well, I am, and Silky's just behind me. And I think that the awareness that's been brought about, the fact that you can talk about, uh, Connor, you just said something then, culture and identity. I'm a proud Irishman. I'm learning more about my history. The older you get, the closer you get to learning about your family history. You're a proud Indigenous man. I learned so much from watching jerseys to... I went out and watched the game Friday night at our home when a couple of our rivals, Parramatta and Slouse, had a sleepover at Uncle Nick's house. And I watched the most beautiful ceremony and welcome to country. And I learned about identity and I thought, wow, you know, if you're Indigenous, you must be so proud of what you just said at the start. Jerseys being done, boots being painted, learning about culture, finding out who your identity is, because that's who we are. You know, as Roosters fans, we identify as true Roosters. And I think it gives everyone a confidence. And we live in difficult times and we need to support each other, no matter what. As Roosters fans, as rugby league players, as men in the street, we're no different, no better than each other. We want 
want to see our youth come into a bright future and we want to see the great work you're doing to, you know, give them the confidence they can be who they want. They don't have to be a rugby league player. They can just be a rugby league fan. But be a great human and know that you're part of a great society and contribute your way. You know what I mean? That's what I think is important. And what you're doing is amazing for all Roosters fans and rugby league fans and every man. Thank you. That was that was beautifully said, yeah. I, I totally agree with you on on all of those things. And right, everyone everyone has their challenges. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, you could be you could be the best rugby league player in the world and you're still gonna have your challenges and your mental health issues. So I think just breaking the stigma around that conversation conversation is important because you know, if you can go and open up to some younger kids who who might have these issues but think, Oh, I've got to be brave, I've got to be a man, I can't talk about it. But if you as an NRL player can go and do it, it definitely shows these kids that it's okay. Like we're supposed to be these big macho men, but we have our own issues as well. So, yeah. And, and not only that, mate, it's great to see that you're giving back to the community, which kind of brings me on to the, the next point of this conversation. You're down in Griffith at the moment as part of a, you know, a, a part of a, a promotional drive uh, helping support Steggles, who are a great sponsor of ours. You know, Steggles have been supporting the Roosters for 13 years raised almost $5 million as part of the Steagles Charity Nest. And I know you've been uh, out there shaking hands, kissing babies. Tell us a little bit <laughs> yes. about what you've been doing down there in the Riverina, mate, because it's a great story as well. Yeah, yeah, it's been an awesome trip. You know, we got a, a couple of days off, so they thought um, they'll send a crew out here, a few of the injured lads, which has been good. So me, Sammy, Paul, obviously haven't seen Paul for a couple of weeks because of his shoulder, so it's been good to catch up with him again and get him out of the house, the big fella, but... Yeah, we sort of we flew in yesterday, and then we pretty much got straight into it. We went and had a tour of the Steggles office, which was pretty intense. Sorry, factory like they're, they're, where they actually do their chicken processing. So, sort of saw the whole process from when a chicken comes in to when it leaves as a drumstick, which yeah. was was something that I never really thought I would. Uh, you know, be there to see, but they'd like they say they do twenty five thousand chickens an hour, so they do around five hundred thousand chickens a day, which is like the number. I can't, I can't really, you know, like actually put it into perspective. But there was a lot of chickens flying around <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we got to go. So we've just been visiting all sort of different community groups that Steggles do a lot of work with. So they've got the Steggles Charity Nest. Um, and then yesterday we had um, riding with disabilities. So I got to watch some, you know, kids, they get like a little bit of time off school during the middle of the day and they get to go and ride different, it was like Shetland ponies and horses and yeah, just to see how stoked they were. And then last night we had a footy clinic out at uh, one of the footy grounds and yeah, there was a couple hundred kids that turned up and yeah, just loved it. And then today we basically did a school blitz. So hit three primary schools, did that over sort of four or five hours. It was yeah, a pretty big day, but it's just, um, it's awesome to be out here and seeing smiles on the kids' faces. And because, you know, like community or country towns like this, like Griffith, they don't really get to see, you know, a lot of NRL players are uh, so close to to it like we are in Sydney where we can go and watch games and so yeah it's been it's been awesome to see how how much joy they get out of actually seeing us in the community. Connor I think that's a really important point a lot of people in the rugby league community talk about you know how we take games to the bush and 
you know, so many great Australian rugby league players have, have come from, you know, areas like the Riverina. If you go down the road a bit to Juni, you know, you've got players like Laurie Daly. And there's a heap of players that have come in and around Tumut and so on and so forth. Wagger. Wagger as well. But, like, you know, you'd be seeing those reactions on those kids' faces that when they grow up, they want to be a Connor Watson. Do you do you get that feeling when you're going out there and you're, and you're talking to these young men, young boys and girls and getting that feeling as well? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important when you do these things like to have a bit of perspective and look at it from the angle of, you know, when I was a kid, I absolutely loved rugby league, loved NRL players and like wanted to be one so badly. So, and then every time I got to meet one, it was like the best day of my life. So yeah, it's important just to be thinking about that when you go out there because, you know, you can, this is like, could be a memory that a kid remembers forever is you coming into their school and playing with them for an hour or, or whatever it is so yeah no it's been epic and it sounds like you know there's some talented kids out out here at the clinic last night got to meet a few of the Clontaff boys and kick the footy around with, with those guys and they seem pretty good for sort of 15 16 year olds so you never know there could be some NRL players coming out of here. Connor, you know as a rugby league player you get to run out with Steggles in your jersey when you're uh, on the field and playing does it give you a behind-the-scenes look? I know you've seen the processing factor, but what a great job the Camilleri family do, um, not only sponsoring the Roosters, but behind that, they do so much more. And does it give you a bit of perspective that, you know, life after footy, you know, this is what business is about. This is what rugby league brings, an opportunity for people to come together. Yes, they've had success, but they put their money where their mouth is in all areas, and I think they should be congratulated for the great work they do. And they're, uh, you know, stagglers for the Roosters, and we ought to be stagglers <laughs> for them. Yes, yeah, definitely. And I think they employ 1,600 people out here. So that just like puts it into perspective yeah. of how many jobs they actually are creating for people, especially in communities like this. It's, yeah, it's, it's terrific. And, you know, they're a massive organization. And just to actually see, yeah, because you don't really think about where your chicken comes from. Or, you, you, yeah, it, it definitely. Yours come from Charcoal Charlie's, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a charm man, of course, now. of course. Yeah. He's a stagler. I checked yeah. it. I, I do worry where my chicken comes from because I consume so much. <laughs> but, uh, mate, I can't be doing 25,000 chickens an hour, but I'll tell you what, yeah. I'll give it a crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm going to divert your attention. We're on the topic of drumsticks. How's the one hanging off your hip? Because we want to know when you're back, mate. The fans want to know, uh, you know, I mean, this has been so insightful. It's been an amazing interview. But one of the key questions is, Injury update, Connor Watson. How is it? Yeah, it's re it's looking like a chicken leg at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's good. It I'm sort of like at the point now where I'll start running. In well, the end of this week, I'm supposed to be running. So yeah. we've been working on the Alter G for the last couple of weeks, just trying to you know fight the balance of pushing it enough, but then not pushing it too far and mm -hmm. getting it too sore and inflamed. So. Yeah, it's, it's been a challenging rehab so far, just probably from the lack of stuff I've been able to do. Like the first eight weeks, had to keep the leg straight and then wasn't allowed to like build my leg up until the three-month mark. So you sort of do nothing for three months and then after that you, you're playing a bit of catch-up. You're going you know, as hard as you can um, without doing too much, like I said before, um, to be ready you know, at the six-month mark because it's sort of three months to get ready from such a big injury. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying the process. It's obviously disappointing, you know, being on the sideline and watching the boys and you want to be out there and, and be a part of what they're doing. But, yeah, it's sort of, 
you know, like it, it is what it is. I can't change that. So there's no point, you know, sort of dwelling on not being out there too much and just focusing on getting my knee better and then focusing on the things that I can control. When can we expect you back, my man? Yeah, I think round 20, in and around there. There's a buy in round 19 for the NRL side. So if I could get back for like round 19 and play a game of cup, would be nice just to get myself ready to go the week after an NRL would be the plan. So We yeah. can't wait. Yeah, mate, before we let you go, we would be remiss of us not to just get your thoughts um, on the past couple of weeks. Obviously, a lot being said in the media about our performances or lack thereof, but if as a, as a player who's sitting in the stands watching the boys run out there week on week, what have you been seeing, mate? What, what would you like to share with us? Yeah, I, I think we started to turn things out around on the weekend against the Dragons in that second half. You know, so first half was, was poor. We, we made some errors and, yeah, probably kept ourselves out of the game just purely on the amount of er- errors that we made. But I just started to see, like, a change in mentality in the second half and different things around effort areas. And we've been talking about that for a couple of weeks and just how far off the pace we are for, for what our standards are at the moment. And... You know, that's been sort of well spoken about. But that second half, kick pressures were on, you know, supports. We started to play back through the middle, which is, you know, what we do best. We, we love to set our game up from running through the middle and power passing and high supports. And, yeah, we started to see that in the second half. And then, you know, that's the way rugby league goes. Sometimes the bounce of the ball just doesn't go your way. And, you know, in conditions like that, it just, yeah, it's one of those things. But I thought we showed good fight, especially sort of, what we've been through over the last couple of weeks to, you know, wrestle the lead back for the last couple of minutes. And when you're coming up against a side that just sacked their coach, they're always going to be good and they're always going to be up for it. Um, yeah, Silky mentioned it. He did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I also think, you know, we're at a point in the season where it's still early. We've, we've got five wins, six losses. Like, we're not happy with that. But it's also not the end of the world. Like, it's not... Yeah, we're not super worried about where we are at, but we're understanding we need to turn it around. Like, for what we want to achieve, you know, we need to be better. So, love it, mate. I've got to tell you, I can't tell you how refreshing it is to talk to you, Connor, as a man, just, you know, talking about the things we talked about the charity, building um, self confidence, getting identity, you know, talking about culture, doing all the things, you know, painting boots and all the initiatives you're doing to give back to the community. But as a Roosters fan, equally refreshing to hear from. An expert. We're armchair critics, Silky and I always say. It's easy to sit in our spot and, you know, and as fans, but we get so much uh, refreshment of what you just said and so much confidence, you know what I mean? So as Roosters fans, we want to thank you so much for always giving you your time to us on Roosters Radio and giving us a refreshing perspective personally and as a Roosters fan because our confidence is back and all I can say is in Robbo we trust. Yeah. Thank you, lads. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to chat to you guys. Bush, I don't know about you, but when I'm tonguing for a schooner, I go down to the Clovelly Hotel. With happy hour, Monday to Friday, 4 to 7, I can wrap me laughing gear around one of my favourite icy cold beverages. And who can forget, Monday night, kids eat free, your beauty. So head on down to the Chloe, your home of sport in the east. Roosters! 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 
Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Silky. What a great interview it was with Connor. And, uh, you know, he's an impressive young man. He's got his foundation. You know, as we learnt last week from Coach Robinson, the schools from the Central Coast, they painted some boots. Very proud Indigenous man, so he should be. I can't wait till he gets back on the field. Yeah, can't wait either, Bush. And, uh, you know, what a great thing for those injured roosters to do to go out there to the Riverina and support our you know our major partner Steagles absolutely three million chickens in a week Bush uh, you, you take a fair uh, percentage of those well mate I started out watching Rocky and chasing chickens and now I decided it was easier to eat them and uh, Steggles is my chicken of choice and I hope that Robbo might get the players doing something similar because the footwork's incredible but geez they taste better Chips and gravy on the side? Absolutely. <laughs> Duck fat potatoes, if you really want to know. So, mate, nothing like a Sunday afternoon. Steggles, a couple of greens, oh, some duck fat potatoes, and wow. uh, Nana's homemade gravy, mate. It's a great afternoon. And, uh, you know, a little salivating. Beer and watching your team win. Now, Bush, uh, no game this week. We've got the bye. Bit of football still on. In particular, next Wednesday night, we'll be hosting at the Clovelly Hotel, of we course. We sure will be. Uh, State of Origin, number one. How do you see it? Mate, thank you for saying it like Peter Vlandis. Um, mate, number one, how do I say it? I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. I think Coach Freddie Fittler, uh, who will be coming on this show in the next couple of weeks, you know, has picked a really good team. He's, he's made some good decisions. But you know what? All the fans are sitting down going with holding their breath because he's got to get this mob to click within a week. And, you know, he's got some debutantes. He's left a couple out that's always contentious. But, mate, I'm a blues man. I'm a true blue so are you, so I'm right behind New South Wales. The problem I have is we're up against Queensland and Billy Slater. Billy Slater played in a side that God wouldn't have beaten, and I can assure you that I don't know what is up his sleeve, but as a true blue, I've got to be a believer. Look, on paper, 1 through 17, I think Queensland looked the stronger. I've got to be honest. Some, I suppose, from my point of view, some interesting selections, um, you know, particularly in the forwards, and I suppose time will tell, but... Um, yeah, looking forward to the match on Wednesday night. And look, it's a great time of the year, uh, watching the best of the best take it on and bash the absolute <laughs> out of each other. So, uh, you know, and the good news is we've only got two roosters playing. Oh, so that's great news, let's just hope honest. that they, um, you know, they come through unscathed. Yeah, I hope so. And, you know, Teddy leading our state, um, you know, we're right behind Teddy as roosters. And, of course, you want to see Lindsay have a good game but have an injury-free game. Well, uh, righto, Bush, give us a score prediction. Yeah, Silky, I think it's going to be very, very tight, this origin. I've got some new players, debutants. We always see that happening in a tight game. I think it's New South Wales, 18, Queensland, 16. Okay, well, look, I'm not as confident as you, mate. I, um, Like I said, I'm a, a die-hard blue supporter, but looking at the teams, I, I think we're a bit light on in a few places. I don't know if Turbo's, you know, 100%. Obviously, we've got some of the best players in the world in the side, but yeah, a couple coming back from injury. Ado Carr hasn't got much football in him. Liam Martin, not much football in him. It's a bit of a concern for me, so I'm going to, and I hate to say it, but I think, I'm going to think Queensland are going to win. I think they might win Ooh. by a bit. I'm going to say Queensland 22, New South Wales 12. You little turncoat, no wonder you... <laughs> no, no, well, it's not, it's not that I'm a turncoat, I'm just... Calling the, no, it is what it is. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the heart. You're going with the head. I can understand it. You are a bit of a punter. Well, there you go, Roosters fans. It's State of Oranges, as Peter would Vlanders say. And Silky, it's time for you to call full time on this podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our special guest, Connor Watson. Good luck to the Blues on Wednesday night. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. East know how to play the game. They play it hard and fair.